this is a just a coveted industry like people aren't as like it's an industry where you have to basically have it's a, an apprenticeship like someone has to take you under their wing and teach you or introduce you to somebody hey i'm your host kosh and this is the creative breakthrough podcast this podcast was created to give artists the codes to build audiences cash flow and make a living doing what they love ultimately the goal is to eliminate the starving artists on today's episode i have talent manager kyle checking in thank you for being here no thank you um, for having me for people who are unfamiliar with you how would you describe what you do in one sentence in one sentence i would describe what i do as recognizing talent like whether it's artists or producers or executives and then positioning it for Fire. success i love that's how we put it in in one sentence yeah, first success is essential too, but you definitely do that. How would you describe yourself in one word? I would describe myself in one, one word as diligent, yeah. Very much so. I've experienced yeah. your diligence. Okay, so now in the position that you're in life, well, it may not be in this position, but when do you think you achieved your first creative breakthrough? I would say my first creative breakthrough, I mean, there's like a bunch of smaller creative breakthroughs that I think you have to experience before you experience a bigger one. I think... The first time you get paid for doing something that you love is a creative breakthrough that everyone experiences or everyone should experience. So I would say probably that one specifically, just starting off in my journey in working in entertainment, I started off doing production, testing, like PA early on. So that once I realized like, oh damn, I can do what I like to do and be around the people I like to be around and, you know, work in the field that I want to absorbing knowledge about whether it's film and tv or the music industry and get paid for it i think that was like the first breakthrough that i had can you speak to what that moment actually looked like i mean you talked about it a little bit but like do you remember what it actually was for me when i first moved back to atlanta because i'm from atlanta but i went to college up north in massachusetts so when i first moved back to atlanta um and honestly there's probably instances before that, actually, so I'm going to take it back. But for, with that, the, I first moved back to Atlanta, started PAing just by knowing someone. Like, it was like a friend of my brother's who worked on music videos, and he knew I had experience in working in film and TV for my internship at BET that I had in college. So, you know, I had some production experience, putting together the awards, et cetera. So that was, like, just a music video. It was for Future, Future and Division. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, I got a check for it. But before that, I would say that even before that, like in college, when I was working with my friends initially, helping them monetize their careers, it was as simple as throwing a party or it was more so like showcases that we put on. So it'd be like a showcase slash party slash inviting the community to come in, whether it's people selling vintage clothing or people selling their photographs and art. Um, and then seeing the returns like at the end of the day or at the end of a party when you once people have you at the door like you know checking who comes in and who's paying and you have performers etc just at the end of the day like when you count the money up like damn like you know i really this is something that i'm passionate about and i was able to make money doing it i would say those are all smaller steps that lead to bigger you know creative breakthroughs and so what was your big creative breakthrough after those once I, mo I did move back to Atlanta and started networking more based off of the relationships I already had or the ones I was building, having the opportunity to start blessing other 
people in the same, you know, to have certain opportunities and position themselves. So I think that was probably the next biggest creative breakthrough because that's something that usually people don't end up doing until later on in their careers. And so a lot of the OGs and people that I was around that were, I was soaking up game from while explaining to them the things that I wanted to do um, and like kind of, you know, create a pathway for other people. They were like, damn, that's, you know, something that we are us- that we're just now starting to do. So I think that was probably my next career breakthrough because I think from there I was able to derive like this is my mission in life. So as you let's talk more as you moved into like the OG space. Right. And that's like very vague of what I'm saying. You can get into that in a second. But like, what did you fail at as you tried to do that? Thinking I knew too much or thinking that having this idealistic view of what it looked like to be in that space, I think. Can you elaborate on the second part? So you go to school. I went to school, went to graduated top of my class in high school, went to a very prestigious university up north, like graduated, didn't do so well in college but you know worked hard met the right people but you know you're kind of taught in school like you go to college you get a degree you get a job that's the pathway but that's not necessarily one that's like so vague and it's part of the whole thing of like you're in school and you're like why does my gpa my college gpa like my gpa matters so much and then you get out and no one ever asks you like what gpa you got so these little lies or things that myths that we're taught growing up, you know, but the music industry and just entertainment in general. And this may be slightly filtered by the fact that when I graduated, COVID happened. That is another seismic shift that happened, but it's not, it doesn't really work that way in terms of like how quickly you can kind of ascend in your own, in the industry. One, because you're building a foundation for yourself and networking laterally. And two, you know, this is a just a coveted industry. Like people aren't as like, it's an industry where you have to basically have, it's a, an apprenticeship. Like someone has to take you under their wing and teach you or introduce you to somebody. So I think that was probably one of the things I had to realize is like, you know, taking a couple steps back and realizing that one, like it's okay to have another job to make money. While wow, the things that you're passionate about take time to develop and to the relationships to be massaged and things to line up in the time it takes to line them up not saying that they've lined up entirely for me but i'm like i feel like i'm able to like look at things from higher up you know take a step back like okay this is the bigger picture you know also of course incorporating faith into that zoom out long game that's what you're saying yeah you're saying it's a coveted industry and so going into it when you said you you thought you knew more than you knew what does that mean you thought you could just break into it without any help is that no not without any help but just i thought it was gonna be like a i do this you get this in return not really understanding the how things are kind of put on a conveyor belt really and that's just working in any industry or corporate america like you know but i think people move up laterally maybe like especially if you just thinking about like the importance that is placed on like going to college and getting a degree the first thing that you're thinking we have a degree is like okay i'm gonna be like ahead of somebody else like i'm not gonna be on the, at the bottom of the totem pole and then based on the work that i put in i will receive that you know back but it doesn't necessarily work that way there's a lot of shoots and ladders both ways 
that you can run into. As you progressed in that, because you're doing that full time now, right? Yeah, I'm doing that full time now. So that started what year and what was that transition like? Well, I won't say it started last year, but it definitely came to a different level. Another creative breakthrough, I guess you could say. When I was in school, my junior year, I had the opportunity to move to LA for like nine months. And then while I was there, I was interning at BET. And this came from personal relationships that I had built in Boston, literally on the other side of the country. And the work that I was doing and just like showcasing like, hey, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, like started working with a couple of friends that had their own production company in Boston, but they also worked full time at BET going back to that thing about, you know, pursuing your passions while having a full time job. And then especially if those things complement each other, that's that would be ideal. But got referred for an internship role and aligned up perfectly where because I knew I was going to be going to LA because the program that I was involved in that we took classes in LA that were very entertainment industry focused while interning but like everyone had a, a non-paid internship but I, me the only like one of two black kids at a predominantly black company like had a paid internship that was special in its own regard but that was when the journey I guess started because I interned I decided to joined the talent relations team, which was li lined up with what I was currently doing. But, you know, when you're working with your friends, you're not necessarily thinking like, oh, this is talent relations, like, but it is at any level. But then I also was interested in marketing. I have a degree in marketing. I was interested in creative. I really had to, on that application, I literally had to decide like, what team do I want to be on? Not to say I knew I had a shoe in to get the internship because of personal relationships, but that was kind of implied. So, you know, I decided, I was like, I remember thinking about it, like, damn, what, which one, which team do I want to be on? I was like, I think I'm going to do talent relations. Like, this is like more in line with what I want to do and what I have been doing. And I've seen success in it. And that just started a domino effect that four and a half years later, as people transition from the company or move up the ranks, like literally, I built a great relationship with the person who has the job that I currently have as manager. She was a manager at the time, built a great relationship with her as an intern. So like, the totem pole is like intern, coordinator, manager, director senior director, SVP, et cetera. So, but in the span of four years, she eventually became the director of our team. And, you know, back to the diligence thing, like after my internship ended, I knew I was gonna graduate and go back to Atlanta. So I was like, well, maybe there's an opportunity for me to continue my internship. It is BT after all, I live in Atlanta. Like maybe there's an opportunity for me to continue my internship or continue working with the team while I'm in Atlanta. So I just maintain good relationships. And then, like I said, dominoes happen. You have a partnership that occurred with Tyler Perry Studios and BT. So now it was like, okay, we have real production going on here. And a lot of our talent lives down here. So it just kind of made sense. And then I got a call like seven months ago, like, hey, we, would you like to join the team full time? Versus just like coming in again, PA on like random sets or shoots like would you like to join the team full time and it worked out perfectly because it was like oh and you can stay in atlanta you can work remotely you know all these things that i never would have again back to like taking it a couple steps back like i never would have saw that for coming obviously no one was working from home in 2015 like 2017 like that wasn't a thing so but Again, back to the back to the faith of it all, too. So, so you said a lot of things there, and you gave a lot of good context about where you got now. And so, usually, my next question is, 
what are three strategies you use to break through? But I think you communicated them. So you said networking, you said faith. I mean, you definitely, I think time, timing gets an honorable mention. Yeah. And, and then also, I think the last part was diligence. Yeah. Is that a good synopsis? Yeah. That's really what you said and just how you broke it down is helpful. One thing I want to ask though, is like, what keeps you faithful throughout those processes? I mean, you just got to have your own relationship with the Lord and really kind of be grounded in that, whatever it is, if it's not God, like some sort of higher being, you know, something that just reminds you where you came from, what can ground you. Is there anything that you do, like, like any practices or practical ways that you could communicate? I mean, I think towards the end of the year, I probably get more like introspective every year. I think this is a Leo thing. Like they say that on Sundays, like Leo's trying to just get their life together, like before the week starts. So I try, I usually do that. Like I see myself doing that, whether it's a Sunday or the end of the year, just like recognizing like where some things, and this is obviously top of mind because we just came into the new year, but yeah, what are some things, you know, I can do better, being more introspective. Yeah, that's one, one thing. So it would be like reviewing your goals yeah, on a sure. timely yeah. matter, like how often? I mean, I had them, it's funny, my mom, I had wrote out my goals for last year and my mom sent them to me yesterday. Like, because before the end of the year, she was like, you should check off all the things you accomplished. And it was like, it wasn't all of them, but it was a good 60% of them. But mm. just having that somewhere where you can see every day, you know, as a reminder, yeah. things you're working towards. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that's really helpful, especially because it's so easy to get caught up in the noise of whatever's going on around you. Yeah. Okay, so shifting gears a little bit, also because you're like newly in this role, this is a specific and a general question. How do you make money doing what you love? But I'm speaking more to you than generally speaking. How do I make money doing what I love? I mean, I would say that my income is a little less like straightforward in terms of like pure passion, not like work. Obviously I make money doing what I love because I'm doing, I'm working what I love and that's just like a check every week <laughs> right. by the grace of God. But in terms of my side passions or cause truth be told while working with talent and at any level with any talent is like a learning experience and amazing. I'm working more on the film and TV side, but outside of, you know, my nine to five, branching off to more general, like just project management, talent management in general, but my passion is definitely in artist development and working with artists. So I will say that side, I mean, that's kind of like a space that truth be told, I haven't even stepped into yet where like I'm making bread off of or with my partners my creative partners but there's plenty of ways that they make money and i see my little percentage here and there but i don't really do it for the money but i would say that again that kind of comes just with time you know honestly like if you are putting out a quality product and there's you can put strategy behind it i mean there's but strategy often requires money to like pushing right. something so you know i haven't found the equilibrium yet just yet where the income is coming in more so than what's going into it but that's all part of the journey you know and one day that will be the opposite and no, i never know when that day can happen but yeah sooner than later could you give me like the best practices for managing talent if you've never done it before yeah i mean you just have to be one in tune with the people that you're working with like and understanding it's a job of service like at the end of the day you know you're literally like helping someone else 
obtain their goals. So if you don't find passion or you're not passionate about that or find joy in that, then you're not going to want to do that, especially if you're someone that's like, no, I'm more concerned about pushing my own agenda. Your agenda can line up with that person's if that's truly and genuinely what you want to do. But if it doesn't, then that's kind of, I would say, yeah, that's my advice. So putting yourself second. Yeah, putting yourself second, but obviously not to a fault. But you have to be able to help someone achieve their goals, you know, and understanding that it's a partnership at the end of the day. So there has to be reciprocity in that relationship. Yeah, that's good, man. That's really good. That's really what it is. And it requires a lot of effort. It requires a lot of effort. I would say also people skills, like being able to read a room, being able to understand this is a word that or this phrase i've been seeing people use recently human design <laughs> but yeah just like understanding how people work like how organizations work how people work within an organization like those are all things that are important to know on both sides of the coin because oftentimes you're going to be pitching your talent to companies organizations whether it's to get them on the red carpet or get them brand deals, et cetera. Like, so you need to know the ins and outs of that. And patience also is important too, because like, it's funny. I went to a premiere with one of my talent last week for BMF season one or season two premiere. And as much as you can do to prepare, like, oh, like we want to make sure we have red carpet access and she's doing press interviews. Like on the flip side, I know like, there's so much that goes into making sure like, oh, the right people are on the carpet at the right time. And then understanding like, when I get there, this is how I have to, if things aren't going the right way, like then my client wants like, this is how I have to work the situation. Who do I need to talk to? How can I be understanding of that? Like they're under their own pressure, whatever that pressure is, they're doing a job too. How can we like meet in the middle, you know, versus like coming in super overbearing, like demanding or anxious about a situation like, and that's, you know, I think those are all things that are important to know because nothing is going to go ever right, ever. Like something is always going to go wrong. So just being calm in the moment and, and knowing how to pivot, very important. Well, you win the award for the calmest person I've ever met. That's for sure. <laughs> You're not just saying that, are you? No, I'm so serious, bro. <laughs> you are the most laid back person I know on earth. People would be good. pressed. I don't be pressed. I think About everything anything. happens for a reason. Like, yeah. I'm not you. <laughs> but I do believe everything happens for a reason, but I am not patient. You are very patient. Or you come off very patient, if that's the way to say it. Um, I think you just have the genetic disposition to be very laid back and everybody doesn't have that and it's it can be a gift if you know how to use it yeah that's so funny because something i did with my team that my, my nonprofit team we did this test it's called like the herman miller brain diagnostic test <laughs> <laughs> of course yeah it's of course it's always like that yeah. it's one of those it was like, I, don't know, I took an organizational structure class in college and they do this little like test with us too. But like, it's one of yeah. those like, and it really kind of like breaks down by asking you certain questions and like having you kind of categorize sets of words. Like it kind of describes like, okay, this is your way of thinking and this is your way of thinking when you're under stress. And like, when you do that, you kind of can see, and they have like four different kind of like general like areas. Like this is how this person like, whether it's like mathematical, methodical, creative, all these things. And you really can see like, damn, like people really think differently. 
like yeah. and you can't really fault somebody for that like you said that should be genetic or like how they was right. growing up like raised like so from there figuring out okay how can we best work together mm-hmm. is like super important so communications communication um, <laughs> yeah that's really the biggest thing that's the biggest issue that i see with most creative people in general is they don't know how to communicate really anything that they're doing and so that is my segue into this again so i wrote this book and it's called from creative to creative director it is the complete guide for every creative project i'm giving it away for free kyle gets a book everybody here can get a book all you got to do is shoot me a dm and just pay for the shipping and i'll send it to you i would love to send it to you i have five categories of terms there's audio video well video and photo is one but audio video photo marketing and design terms in this book so it's only about 60 pages it's very quick easy reference you can put it in your pocket it's i can't show you my phone but it's about the size of your phone you can take it with you anywhere inspiration strikes so if you want one shoot me a dm tell people how they can connect with you my email which is kyle at Kyle Campbell Management, MGMT. <laughs> you will write it. <laughs> but yeah, you guys can reach me there if you're interested, want to talk, whatever. He's giving it all out, y'all. So you want to put your address out too? No. Is there any other way? Is any Where else can they find you on any other social platforms? Is you can find my team and my, my, my student from our program at Project Go Dark. And just to speak about that, you know, we created a workforce development program for students interested in the entertainment industry. Just getting them around the right people in the right rooms, teaching them things that you can learn in the classroom, but is more so experience based. And it actually is taught. We teach it alongside a professor who teaches these classes at Georgia State, Spelman, Clark, mm-hmm. and Morehouse. Students get the real, like in the books, knowledge of the entertainment industry, specifically the music industry. And then also they get real world experience as well. So yeah, you can follow Project Go Dark to know more about that. No, Project Go Dark is super dope. If you're interested in getting involved in the entertainment industry in any way, you should just follow them at the bare minimum. They really provide resources for you to do stuff that you might not have the resources to do. So. It's just a, like a launching pad. You know, everyone isn't as blessed to have some things lined up for them the way that they, you know, lined up for myself. So, you know, we're creating that opportunity. It's literally just like a domino effect it could be the first domino in your chain of dominoes all right well kyle i don't have i don't have any more questions for you so thank you for your time thank you for being here thank you for sharing your knowledge and your experience thank you for having me kosh peace and love hey so if you want to stay in tune with the creative breakthrough podcast you can come watch each podcast live on instagram live at 7 p.m eastern every wednesday And if you can't make those, feel free to subscribe on wherever you listen to podcasts. Just it's Creative Breakthrough Podcast. You can search it. I look forward to showcasing more stories from well-vetted creatives so that we can eliminate the starving artists. Peace and love, y'all.